Welcome to the Sick and Successful Podcast. If you're a business owner, work in corporate, or have a side hustle you're passionate about, you're gonna wanna stick around. Because I promise to ask the tough questions and talk about the things others shy away from. You know, what it's really like to own a business and be chronically ill. I'm gonna give you that push you need towards following your dreams and be the friend you come back to week after week to talk about the real things in life and in business. If you have goals and are working towards them, if you're determined to be successful, no matter what life's obstacles get in the way, this podcast is for you. Dream big and tune in. Welcome back to the Sick and Successful Podcast. This is your host, Natalie Supez. I have another wonderful guest with us today. I'm so excited to introduce her. Her name is Danielle Reed. She's the founder and chief strategist of DR and Associates, a marketing firm that specializes in branding, experiential event management, social media management, marketing, consulting, and organizational improvement with an established track record of success across businesses of all sizes and industries with over more than 14 years of experience in marketing, digital analytics, business development, and communication. Danielle's aim is a positive ROI for her clients. She delivers measurable results and ensures that brands are strategically aligned to meet their organizational objectives. Welcome, Danielle. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited so much. I'm so excited to chat with you. So I want to give the listeners a little background of how we actually connected the first time because I think it's so (laughs) cool and interesting. So a lot of you, if you listen, you know that I'm in an entrepreneurial group where a lot of us kind of connect and share our wins and our lows. And I kind of came to a head a couple days ago. Was it a couple days ago? I think maybe like a week ago where I was really frustrated about accounts receivable in our company. We have over $22,000 of accounts receivable which to me is like unacceptable. And a lot of it was because of kindness on my behalf and just like trusting people that they were going to pay when they said they were and they didn't. And three of which are from this community. And so eventually I just posted in a Facebook group and was like, what do I do? Do I seek legal? Like, do I go after... The three of the people totaled to 16,000. So it was a big chunk. And Danielle reached out and was like, absolutely, I'm going to give you legal contacts. Like you have to do it. And it was like, yeah, you really gave me a realization like, yes, this is business. And then other people were commenting like, oh, find bigger things to worry about than $22,000 of receivables and like forgive and forget. And I, it really to me was like, this is why women owned businesses, minority owned businesses are poor. Like this really is why not many of them hit six, seven figures or seven figures like you, because we forgive and forget $22,000 of accounts receivable. It's like, what? We're not playing like a charity game here. So that's how we met. You know, it's so interesting because just like how you said, you know, especially when you're a kind person, right? You know, when you're a person with a good heart and you're in business, people will take advantage of that. And while even, you know, and I've had those situations to where, you know, I've been nice to people and I've said, okay. And people have told me the same thing, forgive and forget. And I literally paused and I said, okay, well, do I want to have to do these things? You know, because it's kind of scary, right? Right. And especially when you put yourself out there and you're like, okay, well, I'm, I thought that they would pay me. You don't really want to think about, oh, I have to go through all these changes. But then I started to look at, like, for me, I looked at other businesses, like if they did this to a man's company, they would do these things. And so it's about having control and understand while we love to help people, we have to be compensated and it's a trickle effect, you know, because if you don't pay, you know, if we aren't paid, 
how do we pay our staff? How do we pay? Well, our- and we have to, right? It's like we yeah. don't get a choice. I still have to pay payroll on all of those receivables. I still have to pay for all the expenses and everything those clients use. They got their services. They mm-hmm. signed the contracts. And like, if they did that to a bank or Walmart or you know their phone company, it would uh, yeah. immediately go to collections. Yes. Like my husband had something go to collections for thirty cents, and it affected our credit because we never were notified. Like thirty cents. I'm not even kidding. Took forever to figure out where it came from and what it was. And here businesses are telling each other, entrepreneurs are telling each other, forgive and forget $22,000. Like, yeah. And for some people, I think that they've never had that much outstanding. So they would never know, you know, they would never know what it feels like because, you know, one of the things when I stepped into entrepreneurship, everybody made it seem like, oh, everybody makes six figures. Everybody makes this much money. And then once you really get into business, you're like, no, you don't, you know? And so for a lot of people, they've never had that kind of outstanding money. So they can't fathom how that is still having to pay payroll, having to pay for office rent, having to pay for all these things. They don't, they just don't know what it's like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And a part of me was like, "Hmm, people commenting that must not pay their bills. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's part of what I was, you know, to each his own, but you know, I was like, they would be one of the people who do stuff. And again, you know, because we are women, because we have that nurturing, that good, you know, most of us are good people. Yeah. So we'll just take advantage of it. That's tough. It's tough. So tell me how were you able to like, what's your story? How did you start the seven figure business? How did you get here? And you only started in 2019 full time, right? So yes. Yeah. Tell me everything. (laughs) Um, So I worked for a big six agency for years. What does um, that mean, big six agency? Okay, so big six is basically like your Omnicoms, your Havis, like the big multi-billion dollar marketing agencies that basically run the world, right? Gotcha. And so of course they, they're the conglomerates. And so, you know, they have all these other agencies they buy up like ours that work underneath them. And of course, it's my dream to hopefully stay independent. But, <laughs> but you know, they have all these agencies that work underneath them, but they run the marketing world. Did that for years. And I did love it, but things that we want out of life change. And so I hit a glass ceiling while I was there and I'm thinking, okay, well, maybe me going, getting another degree, me doing all these things, this will help me move up. And I could not Mm. find, they would not, I applied for all kinds of positions above my pay grade. And I was always declined and I'm like, okay, why? And I'm looking at who they're hiring in these director level positions. And of course it's mostly men, you know, that are less qualified, have less experience. And I'm like, okay. And so Things kind of hit ahead in 20, I'm going to say starting like the end of 2018, things started to hit ahead. I was recognized by Google. Nobody else within the organization was recognized by Google. I'm like, okay, this is a big deal. Only person who congratulated me was my director. I said, okay, hmm. Got like a big award that same year for a 40 under 40 for the business journal. Heck yes. Nobody else within the organization, still nothing. So I said, okay, I'm going to just make sure I'm staying ahead of the game, right? Kept applying for things, denial, denial, denial. I'm like, okay, this maybe I need to come out of agency world and go to the client side. Going to client side was even worse. And so, you know, I'm working in-house for some of these organizations where, again, working underneath people that were less qualified, didn't know anything about digital marketing. I'm looking at trying, I'm always that person. I try to be proactive, not reactive. And so I'm working in these departments, like doing like e-commerce, doing digital marketing, things like that. And I'm looking at cost savings for the company, right? Some of them are getting websites built out just for one website where they're spending half of a million dollars. And I'm like, hold on, have you all looked at what this contract says? So every time they want a revision, that's an extra 50,000. Every time they want this done, this is an extra 100,000. And I'm like, you're being ripped off, right? 
still fell on deaf ears. Okay, whatever. At the time I was pregnant with my four, with my now four-year-old daughter and it was stressful. And so I had her in July, October the 1st, 2019. I was dealing with the point while I was pregnant, I guess, because my hormones had changed. I wasn't dealing with migraines as much. Okay. But as soon as I went back to work, they immediately started back. I'm requesting things because of course I'm at a new company. I don't know anything about, you know, what's going on. Right. And while I'm there, these people are basically, they're setting me up for failure. They won't give me the information that I need, things like that. And I basically let them fire me. And I walked out of my job happy on October the 1st, 2019 and left that day with two clients and started my agency. And I have not looked back. (laughs) Yeah, that's amazing. (laughs) That's good for you. Wow. What a scary time. I mean, for the next few months, you didn't know, but then what happened? Um, so got my agency, uh, started. And of course, at that time, when we first started our business, we're just kind of in the we yeah, just want we clients, right? And so I was charging a really cheap rate <laughs> for what I was doing. But it was really because I just wanted to put myself out there, right? Yeah. I'm not really realizing the value in what I was bringing to people. And so I um, had my first client grew their brand, did all these things for them. And then kind of like in your situation, I'm watching their sales grow, right? Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, I've been doing this for a little minute. Let me increase my rate just a little bit. And we aren't talking like a thousand dollars. We're talking about like 250, right? <laughs> and they were like, oh no, we aren't going to go for that, blah, 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 blah. And I'm literally showing them their results. And I was like, okay, lesson learned. But it was funny because after that in some other groups, the same person did it to some other people. Like they came in at a really low rate, got results for them. Then when they went up just a little bit, they did the exact same. But, you know, I was able to take that lesson. I always tell people, I turn every loss into a lesson, right? Absolutely. And so, you know, I was like, okay, let me make sure I get some things in place. Number one, let me increase my rates to what they should be. Only just show my value, but actually believe in myself enough to say, I'm not going to tolerate uncertain things. And so really, you know, taking it, especially when we work in marketing, it's kind of hard for us to market for ourselves because it's we don't the hardest at, thing. Shoe yeah, we don't look at our shoes. companies like we look at our clients. And so I really had to take that step out to see, okay, what exactly am I doing and where do I want to be? And so putting those things in place, uh, you know, hiring an attorney to do my contracts for me, uh, make sure that I was legally protected while protecting my clients as well. Even looking at, okay, well now you know, I start to get in like some six figure contracts and I'm like, oh crap, it's just me. What do I do? <laughs> you know, and so I hired warm bodies to get things done really quick. But then I realized, oh, these warm bodies are just getting paid and weren't doing any work. And so from that, I was like, okay, let me hire an HR consultant. Let me make sure I get all these things in place. And so for me, it was really about getting my back in. Once I got my operations and my admin straight, now I'm like, okay, now I can look into growing the business the right way. And so for a lot of us, we just kind of forget about, we got to have things in place when we're growing. And so now ending 2023, I honestly didn't even look at the numbers from 2023. I looked at them halfway through the year and I was like, okay, I know where I am. Let me just keep going. And so I'm really big on in our area and what we do when people come to us, they're like, hey, we had an agency that said they could do X, Y, and Z, and mm-hmm. they didn't do it. Can you do it? I'm more realistic with clients on yeah. this is what can be done and this is what can't be done. And so with that being said, we grew really fast, right? But I actually took a step back to slow down and then grow the right way. And so hitting seven figures, you know, after being in business for only three years was really a big deal. But now it's like, yeah, I want to see more of that profit <laughs> because I've invested so much into it. 
you know, so it's been exciting, but it's been a a learning lesson for sure. (laughs) That's something that I don't think a lot of people realize. We've hit like not seven figures, but around 350 within a similar amount of time we started in 2021. But when I say that people are like, wow, congratulations. I'm like, but you have, I don't take home that money. <laughs> like yeah. that is not in my bank account because it takes a lot to mm-hmm. marketing isn't it's not like there's no costs just because maybe we don't need an office building. There's still a lot of costs like just the programs that we have to use mm-hmm. to service our clients and then never mind the bodies and the people doing it and yeah. and like you said the HR and the lawyers there's still so much cost behind it. Yeah. So many yeah. people I don't think they re- I think because they think well oh well you have like Facebook business suite, you can use it. And I'm like, no, our programs cost a lot of money. And then finding the right programs. Exactly. You know, that's another thing that people really don't then they just think it's, oh, you you can just go from your phone and just make the post for me. And it's like, no, we have to do other things. Yeah. Yeah. Because we're not just posting pretty pictures and yeah. crossing our <laughs> fingers, which mm-hmm. is why you probably charge what you charge so that <laughs> you can get results. Yeah. yeah. What would be your favorite part of running the business now and being the the owner and Mm. No, my favorite part, I would say, even though I'm still really busy uh, on a lot of things, and of course, I'm learning to let go and delegate, I would say more of being able to spend time with with my family. Like for me, that was a really big thing because, you know, of course, when I was working for agency, flying in, traveling, things like that, I didn't get to spend, I missed special moments that I didn't get to see. And so now I get to be more present and it's a difference I tell people in being there and being present. Absolutely. I've learned boundaries and I'm really big on, I respect other people's boundaries and I want them to respect mine as well. And I try to tell people just because you set boundaries doesn't mean you don't respect that of others. And so it's really just be about being present. Like for me, being able to shut my computer off, shut my phone off as I please and be able to be there in the moment. That's, That's probably what deal. I love the most. I love that. I love that. What does your work week look like now? So, so I say that we're open, you know, Monday through Thursday. Monday is normally just like admin day, you know, seeing what do we have coming up for the weekend. Sometimes I will do it on Sundays. It just depends on, you know, what the week looks like. But I try not to touch my computer unless it's absolutely urgent on the weekends. But normally on Monday, that's like our admin day. I'm planning out my week, seeing what's ahead, like setting my weekly goals on these are the tasks that I have to do. This is what the team needs to do. These are important things that are coming up. Tuesdays are normally just grind, right? So we're making sure everything is where it's supposed to be. Everything is getting done. Even when we have like meetings, like on Tuesdays, I always set them for in the mornings because I am not an afternoon long person. And I tell people, if it can be an email, just let it be an email. But normally Tuesday through Thursdays are just straight work, grind, meetings in the mornings, you know, some work in the evening, sometimes depending on what it is. And then, uh, of course, we do event marketing. And so sometimes we may have client events on Fridays, which is why I purposely say we're only open Monday through Thursday because I allow If we don't have an event, okay, cool. But we may have a big event on that Saturday to where we're doing load-in all Friday. You know, so it really just depends on, you know, what's going on that week. But, you know, it's normally we're off on Fridays and through the week, we're just getting it in day by day. Love it. Very similar to us as well. Fridays are pretty much off and admin days and I'm a morning meetings person. I tried to be like, no, I want to start at 10 a.m. And then I'm like, by like one, I'm like, I'm tired. (laughs) Like, I need a break. How big is your team now? 
So we actually reduced uh, some people and have made some adjustments only because I'm really big on making sure at first it was, oh, let me go really big. Right. And I realized, oh, I'm not paying myself, and but I'm still the one doing all the work. <laughs> and so right now we have four contractors and I have to count. I know it sounds really bad. Four contractors and four full time. So Okay, amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of in that same spot where we went really big quickly because you feel like you have to, where there's just so much work and not enough people to do it. And then you take a ba- step back and you're like, wait, where did all my salary go? <laughs> like, how am yeah. I going to pay my mortgage? And yeah. then you kind of have to restructure. And I think that's something a lot of business owners go through is mm-hmm. the balance between the growth and the still staying strategic. Yeah. And I think for a lot of us, we don't realize like, figuring, uh, especially because we're entrepreneurs, we don't think about when we were working in corporate, how much our output was providing them until we have to actually front payroll bills. And then we're like, oh, okay, now we see why this is how much this person should be paid and all these things. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. So let's touch a little bit on your, you mentioned the mind grains earlier, but talk to us about it. So kind of where they started and how they impacted your journey in corporate, but then also starting your agency. Yeah. So I started dealing with migraines probably like in high school. I didn't know what they were. I was just like, oh, I just got a headache, right? Being in stressful situations, of course, increases them. But when I was working on for a big six, right, I would get them occasionally, especially like when I traveled. And I was just like, okay, let me figure out a way to deal with it. My neurologist at the time put me on some medicine that I hated because I would, they would give it to me and I would have to take it at night, but it like made me dead to the world. And I was like, oh, I don't like this because yeah. I have kids and things like that. And so if something happened, I want to be able to respond. I've learned now, like, of course, I have a new neurologist who is really great because at first, first neurologist was like, oh, it's just depression. And I'm like, I'm not mm-hmm. depressed. I'm like the happiest I could ever be. And you're talking about I'm depressed. I'm like, no. And so I learned what my triggers were. And even though I can recognize what they are, I'm not not ever really prepared for them. Right. So if I hear, if I smell certain things, really? they migraine like I'm that person when I go into the mall and they have like these the perfume counter. I'm oh, like, no. me too. Yeah. You know, I'm like, okay. And I'm like, hey, I'm going to end up with a migraine. Let me hurry up and take my onset pill before it gets really bad. Because when it does get bad, it's really, you know, it's one of those, sometimes I can sleep it off. Sometimes I can. It's going to last for three to four days. Wow. But for me, I knew, especially knowing that, okay, if it's triggered by stress or by stressful environments, before I let my job fire me (laughs) so that I could start my agency, I would literally get sick every day. And when I say sick every day to the point where I couldn't function, but I'm having to literally push through at this job because I'm trying to still do my best. And people would be like, oh, I I don't under, why does that happen? Why do I understand? And I'm like, well, if you don't have migraines, you don't understand. Or some people say, oh, I have them, but they go away really quickly. I'm like, no, that's not a migraine. You probably have a headache. What (laughs) makes them even worse that I just thought about. So where I live is very humid. And so anytime, because I have a cyst on my sinuses, if my sinuses act up, it's going to trigger a migraine. And so it's really just about knowing how do I prevent them so that I'm still able to be present, so that I'm still able to function. And so knowing those triggers so that I don't have to go down for three to four days at a time. But it's been a journey learning how to deal with them and especially in entrepreneurship, because while you may have some clients that understand, some of them don't care. They're like, I paid you to do a job. And I want that job done. So it's just been a journey learning how to balance, how to try to prevent them as much as possible. And then, of course, making sure I'm taking care of my health so that I can 
continue to grow and knowing, hey, if I'm about to be stressed out, let me go ahead and prepare myself so that I'm not down for three or four days. Do you find that there's less now that you own your own agency or different? They're different because, of course, I try not to stress myself out. I will literally cut off my business phone and shut down my computer at this point before I allow myself to get stressed out to the point where I was working a job. Yeah. Um, And, you know, that goes more about that being present. And I think that some people, they always ask me, what about balance? You know, and I'm like, well, balance, per- there's no such thing as perfect balance. Doesn't exist. You know, yeah. you talked about that on the episode. I'm like, it does not exist as much as we want to say it does. And then even when I first started my business, I was like on this grind, right? To where I was maybe, even though I had a, a new baby, you know, I was still maybe only sleeping like three to four hours oh, a night because I'm like, oh, I got to get up. I got to make these Facebook posts. I got to get this <sighs> business. And I realized I'm running myself crazy. We will run ourselves crazy and literally be mentally sick and don't realize it because we're just so much on the go, 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 go. Yeah. The high achiever, the hustle. Mm-hmm. How yeah. were you able to slow that down? <sighs> Those boundaries. It took some time getting used to because I was like, oh, I'm telling people I'm not going to respond to their emails. I'm telling that people this. And I had to realize people that want to do business with you, people that respect you, whatever boundary you put in place they will abide by it exactly. if they really want to do business with you. Yeah, that's so true. And you're going to show up as a better business owner with mm-hmm. those boundaries in place because you're going to be able to not be down for four days or whatever yeah. it is that that's impacting you. Yeah, that's awesome. What is something you would say that's really important to you in guiding your team to have that balance as well and to not be that like high achiever employee that you were that's burning themselves out as well? Pace yourself. Know what you're capable of. So many times we don't slow down. You know, we're so quick to get something done. And then we look back and we say, you know, I've looked at some emails where I was like, okay, I must not have been feeling good this day. And I'm like, I'm glad this went internally and not to a client. And it made me realize, slow down, pace yourself. Like, don't try to do a million things in a day. I even asked my team, what do you think you're strong in? You know, where do you think you can improve so that we can work together to find a not necessarily perfect balance, but what works right for them. Like for some of my employees, they're like, look, I work really good at night. (laughs) You know, when things are quiet. And for some of them, they're like, well, you know, I need to be in the office every day. I need that, that social interaction. And so it's really just about pacing yourself and figuring out how can you be most productive in the best way possible. Yeah. Yeah. So true. And then communicate that and be open about it. And don't try to just like fit in the boundaries of the company because that's why we created our companies so that we can actually help and make a difference. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything specific you want to tell the audience or that you think is important? I think that for a lot of people that they think that especially when they're dealing with certain things, you know, whether if it's illness or, you know, having a family or whatever the case may be, they look at it like, oh, this is something that's going to hold me back from being successful or from getting that level of business that I achieve or whatever the case may be. And I think that's what makes everybody unique. Your journey is unique. Mine is unique, right? And you will find that right client, those right customers who hear your story and that you inspire them and they want to do business with you because of they're looking at you like, hey, they're a reflection of me. If they can do it, I can do it too. 
That's why I tell people all the time, just be you. Don't be afraid to tell your story. I know like for me, I stay behind the scenes for so long and it still is hard. Mm. Like for me to be even here on this okay, video and when so people much. ask me to do podcasts and interviews, I'm like, Ugh, because <laughs> I was behind the scenes for so long. But then I realized my story can impact people. It can inspire yeah. people. It can give them that push that they've really been looking for to say, oh, this person went through it. I can do it too. Yeah, so true. So true. Well, thank you for stepping out of your comfort zone and coming on the show because I'm sure you're going to help many people. Yeah. Thank you so much. And where can they find you? Do you have anything going on that you like maybe something that you have like a course or something coming out or your socials or kind of like- um, Yes, yeah, so I do not do courses. No offense to people that do. Oh, I just okay. do not do them. I do some random like, you know, I will do classes like a people do request them occasionally. Like we just did a media class and then a Black Friday and beyond. But Ooh. otherwise, we, I just don't have the capacity totally. to courses because I'm really, I'm really hands on, and I'm really like I'm that person when people have taken my classes, they're like, oh, they like we didn't realize you were just gonna say okay, any questions, and we literally like went through like each of their businesses, yeah. you know, and they were like, oh, you know, the value that we received from it, and so it's just really hard for me to push that into a course because it would be so time consuming. Uh, but they can most definitely follow me on social media. I'm at I am Danielle Reed under I think all platforms except LinkedIn. LinkedIn on LinkedIn is D Reed Marketing Pro, but you can find me by typing in Daniel. We'll we'll link everything down below. As yeah. well. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much. Have a great day, everyone. Remember, dream big. It's possible for you, and your next version of success is around the corner. Ah. <laughs>